welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I am joined today by my very good friend, Josh Tolman, the campus director at Barry College. He is somewhat of a veteran of the CO podcast at this point, been on a couple times. Josh, how are we feeling, man? Good. How are you? Doing really well, man. Doing really well. Um, I'm excited for you to join us today. Got a fun, a good topic to talk about. Uh, but let me do this before we get going. Again, I think a lot of times I'm always interviewing different staff on this podcast, and the people at Barry know you really well, right? But maybe there's some people listening who don't know Josh Tolman that well at other schools. So let's help them understand who you are. I'm going to ask you two questions. They're both kind of similar, and I can't right. wait to hear what you got to say. <laughs> okay. I want to know your favorite restaurants, both in okay. both in Rome, mm-hmm. right, where you live now, and, yeah. and maybe just like a surprising chain restaurant across the southeast or the country that you happen to love and mm-hmm. maybe nobody knows it. <laughs> All right. My, my, Let's hear it. My Rome spot for the Romans or those who come through. Okay. When in Rome. Yummy Thai. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yummy Thai will get you right. Yes, that's she right. She will get you right. We, we uh, could walk there in about two minutes, honestly, right? Honestly, it's right. It's right downstairs. I mean, what are you thinking? You want to cut this short? <laughs> Shortest <laughs> podcast we've had yet? Hey, man, come on. You have a little, have a little intermission? <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. Actually, this podcast is just a review of the food. <laughs> okay, how about the second one? Wendy's. 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 I love Wendy's. Wow, how about that? I love What's your go-to there? Uh, a junior bacon cheeseburger with lettuce and ketchup only, a medium fry, and a medium high C. High C. Don't skip on the high C. I love how specific that order was. I know exactly what I want. Do you ever get the chili? I would never dare. <laughs> I think you're only allowed to eat it if you're, like, above 60 years old. That's Dude, good, man. You, you should see the Bojangles in Rome on a Saturday. Oh, I, it's can, just, I bet. It's just, you can't even drive down the street. It's like that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, now I just want to do a whole podcast on food. But we, we, can't, we, do, we can't do that on this one since yeah. uh, we, we only have a little bit of time. We want to get this one in with you, Josh. All right. Um, got a good topic here, man. I'm excited to hear from you. Um, about this, and I think uh, I think it's going to be a big blessing for everybody who's listening today. We are going to be talk- talking about something that I don't know if we just coined this term or not, but complete holiness. Complete holiness, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So here's yeah. here's what I want to do. We got some questions for you. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you some things, and let's have a good discussion. Um, right. Josh, what is when you say complete holiness? What are you talking about? What are we What are we saying here? Yeah, I, I think when so when when God made Adam in the Garden of Eden, He made Adam to be in relationship with Him and to reflect Him to the rest of the world. So what we know about um, even Greco-Roman times of emperors is that they would plant statues of themselves in towns that they conquered because they wanted the people to look at that statue and know who they were ruled by. Adam was meant to be a very similar thing to the rest of the world. He was meant to be, this is what God is like. That's why God puts him in the garden. He tells them to make the rest of the world look like Eden. And, and, and he says, be fruitful and multiply. Okay. And so God says, I want you to fill the earth with me. And so when I think about complete holiness, I think about it as a whole life of making sure that when people look at us, they see the very heart and person of God. Um, and the, I guess I'll l- let you bounce off of that. No, that's good. But so like a holistic 
view of our lives then. Yes, yes. It is one thing that I see on the college campus is, is I see um, people struggling and thinking that the the Christian life very quickly becomes not sinning for them. So like the goal is to not sin. Hmm. Um, and if we attempt to have that as the goal, not only will we live very stress-filled and anxiety-filled lives, we'll also um, miss out on the joy that Jesus has for us in reflecting him as a whole person to the rest of the world. Hmm. So almost like, you know, what you're saying here, and I, I think I've seen this too. So just, and it's not even just, you know, I wouldn't say it's just college Christians too. I think you can mm-hmm. see this anywhere, but almost yes. reducing Christianity or mm-hmm. being a follower of Christ to simply not sinning, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Hmm. Yes. So what sort of uh, implications do you think that has on someone's life when they, when they kind of make that their aim? Yeah. Um, I think that it, it can have a few effects. One is we can become extremely judgmental because if we convince ourselves that we're doing enough to not sin, which you know eventually becomes a list of man-made rules, yeah, um, in, in order to to convince ourselves. Because, side note, listen, we we long for rest and peace. We lo- we were made for rest. And we were made for peace. So once once the end goal of the Christian life is just to not sin. We're going to find a way within that system to have peace. And we're going to convince ourselves that we're doing enough. And then we, in a sense, become judgmental because other people aren't doing the things that we are doing. Hmm. So, in contrast to that, the gospel, like, the, the gospel says that Jesus has done everything for you in order for you to be accepted by God. And now, because you are accepted by God, we reflect him in all of our life. So like, so here's the second implication, is that if we convince ourselves that the Christian life is simply about just not sinning, we will actually justify living our, living our lives in very fruitless ways. So if my goal, I, I keep saying this, is not sinning, right. right? then I, by definition, as long as I'm not sinning, I can have any vocation I want. I can spend my money in any way that I want. I can, I don't have to impact the nations. I don't have to be a part of what God is doing. I don't have, so it, it, hmm. it very slowly becomes a siphoning of the very joy that God has given us to show to the world. Right. Um, and taking our, our um, Holy Spirit in us into all of our vocations, into living this little story, as long as I'm not sinning, I'm okay. And then eventually you get to the point where it's like, well, well, you know, why am I even doing this? And so you, you might walk away because it's such a small story to yeah. be living inside of. Such a empty story. Empty, stress-filled, anxiety-ridden yeah. story. So you said you've seen this a good bit, and I've observed it too. Um, man, I'm just thinking it's just ironic, right, if you're focused on not sinning, like in many ways, it, when you when you become a Christian, um, <laughs> I'm going to be simplistic here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many ways, not sinning is one of the harder things to do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, but like the only thing in my experience, I don't, I don't know. I'd love to hear from you. The only thing that's helped me to not sin is almost not when I make it the goal, but it, it becomes an effect of enjoying the other things of God that help that propel yes. me. 
mm-hmm. to not sin. So it seems it just yes. seems so backwards. Yes, yes, and that, and and so you get you get why Jesus took so many risks. Like Jesus was Jesus Jesus was never walking on eggshells. You never got that feeling. Hmm. He was always being very purposeful in about the things of God. He was. He was healing the man with the with the withered hand on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he was he was picking grains, or he was allowing his disciples to pick grains from the field on the Sabbath and eat. Like he was doing these things that would frustrate people around him. So he, if his goal was to not sin, he would never have done those things. He would have been so careful. Oh right, yeah. But, but but in fact, his goal was to reflect God to the world. So. What if, so like when we read the Old Testament and we, and we see, we, we get this picture of that God's holiness actually pushes us away. And I think that there, there is a sense in where God's holiness is because we are not, is terrifying. But then you get to Jesus and what you find is that the way God always longed to dwell with us, because in Jesus, the fullness of deity dwelt bodily. That's what Colossians says. Because Jesus dwells with us, um, everyone that met Jesus was so attracted to him as a person because they just felt so loved, hmm. but fiercely loved. Like, like, have you ever had someone so for you that it's like, I don't even know what to do with this guy. <laughs> like, like, they get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like when Jesus is hanging out with the prostitutes and they feel comfortable around him, to where, where they don't feel unsafe, right, yeah. to where he's not, gonna, he's not going to use them or judge them. Instead, he's going to love them the, the way God would have. And I, I, it's a completely different interaction that they would ever have yes, with anyone. So, yes, and so I, maybe what's lacking in our, um, in our, in our risk-taking for, for Jesus is, is this picture that um, as we engage the world— um, as Jesus' ambassadors, as we want to reflect him and show the rest of the world what Jesus is like, um, they will be attracted to the God of that kingdom. Yeah. And, and I think what's, so that is both the invitation for us as followers, but also it, it saves us from this, from this view of God that is a nitpicky God that wants to catch us in, every, when, in everything, when in fact that is just not true about God. Right. Yeah. Man, there's so much to say off of that. But there really is. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Um, I'm even thinking about the, the way you described how Jesus loved people so fiercely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking hypothetically, right? We're talk, let's just this hypothetical Christian we're talking about here mm-hmm. who... Yeah, yeah. Um, focuses solely on not sinning. Like, mm-hmm. that's their whole aim. That's their whole yeah. goal. Mm-hmm. Um, versus someone who, instead of focusing on not sinning, not that they're going to lavish in sin, but right. that's not their goal, this other person is focused on loving Christ and being mm-hmm. like Christ. Yes. What sort of impact would these two hypothetical Christians have on those around them? Yes, uh, that's such a great question because it just draws on exactly where we're headed. Is that the impact that that type of Christian has is is it's of the one who is not being nitpicky, the the one who is seeking to just ref- know God and to reflect Him passionately. Right. That says something about the God of the universe that is true. Is that God is His holiness now in the person of Jesus draws us in to know him. 
And that person's life is filled with joy because God loves joy. It's not a joy of like, hey, hey, you're sad. Hey, ha- have joy. Yep. But it's be positive. <laughs> yeah, just be positive. No, no, it's a I am so like I have experienced this person so much that I can't help but tell people about them. And, and that is what the nitpicky not sending life tends to miss out on is they the nitpicky not sending life tends to communicate about God that. The God is just, he's after, he's after just drudgery, yeah. just duty. Like a begrudging father yes. that's disappointed perpetually with his children. Exactly. And that, that's a great diagnostic question. Do you feel like God is just tolerating you? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, man. Let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're, they're clicking with you. They've, they, they understand what you're saying. They've seen it maybe in their own life, but certainly Mm. let's say someone's listening and they've seen it in a friend's life, Mm -hmm. in a brother or sister's life. Yes. Yes. What would you say to them? What would you say to the person who's listening and wants to help their friend who is focusing solely on not sinning and not messing up and trying to be rigid and perfect in that way? Yeah. I mean, you could go to Genesis 1 and 2 and show them the creation of Adam. And say, what is Adam's purpose? Where, what is his main aim? And it is to know God and to reflect him. And then, you know, you can even, I mean, I, I would just read about Jesus in the Gospels and ask, like, what, how does he, is Jesus walking on eggshells or is he being fierce for the, for the kingdom? Um, and I think really like asking the heart level question of why do I think God is just tolerating me? Yeah. Like, like being curious about that and following it down to its beginnings. Like who told me or when did I start to believe that God was like that? And asking, asking Jesus to show you differently. Yeah. Hmm. Man. So good. Um, any other thoughts on this? You know, we're, we're almost wrapping up here, but anything else you'd, you'd like to say or other observations you've made in, uh, on this topic? Um, no. <laughs> so profound. <laughs> for so for profound. once I'm speechless. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. No, I mean, I'm just thinking like, it, it does say so much about how you how you actually view God. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't get that thought off my mind mm, here. Right. That's so good. I mean, it, it just says so much about how you actually view God yeah. and to, I don't know. I just, I hate it. It just seems like you're living half a life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, of mm. course God doesn't want us to live in sin. Mm-hmm. Right. But what he wants so much more than for us to be perfect is for us to enjoy him and make the most of him. That's, that's mm-hmm. what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes. Right. And, uh, I oh know. I guess I'm still just thinking about it too. I mean, sometimes it can just, I don't know. What, what about, I guess, let me ask you one more question. We're kind of sure. going all, all over the place here. That's a little fine. different, but that's okay. Um, what about someone who is just maybe in a season of this? It's, it's definitely not something they believe. Mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, right? Yes. Um, but maybe their devotion time with Christ has not uh, been full of joy and sunshine, yeah. but mm-hmm. th- they're focused in that time of just still kind of like holding strong through the storm and just try not to sin as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Give me a little, little bit more, more of a description. Yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm just thinking, 
you know, we talk about a lot of people listening are college students who have recently come to faith or, you know, just a few years into their relationship right. with God. And, right. and I think I talk to a lot of uh, alumni and people who have graduated. And mm-hmm. when you get into the real world, right, after college, uh, it, it becomes much harder to mm-hmm. um, continue to grow in your walk yeah. you know, in a lot of circumstances. Sure. So I guess I'm just wondering about the person who is who hasn't really felt connected to God very much. Mm. Um, mm. And in their mind, if, if they can just tread through the waters of life and try not to sin as much as possible, yeah, yeah. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any sort of advice you'd give? Yeah. I, guess? I, I would say that that brings us to that. We cannot reflect God alone. Um, we cannot, we, there's a reason why all of the new Testament letters are written in the, in the plural, the second person plural, y'all, you all, right? So they're meant to be read to the church together. So, right. you know, it's, it's interesting, even in, even in passages where it says about like, you know, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Paul is speaking in the plural. Hmm. So we as a group of people are meant to do this together. So if, if, if there's someone who's just hanging on, like, if it is so difficult for you to see the big picture of, like, this this whole thing started in Genesis in a garden, and Revelation ends in a city. Like, if 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 this, if this is the great picture of God started from one man, and, and God makes a family, like, that lives in a city with him. Like, if, the, if that big picture has been just been so challenging for you, I think in, invite other people into your life. Hmm. Because... When when I am when I hear from someone say to me, Josh, I just want you to know that God is really proud of you. That sticks with me more than it would if I was alone. So because yeah. we need other image bearers to reflect that to us, and so if you're just h- hanging on and and, you, and you're you're starting to nitpick all of the ways that you fall into sin, um, there, there there's there's a right way to think. Yeah, like I I need to grow in these areas. I, I need to repent and ask the Lord to help me to grow in, in these. But but you're unable to receive the love of the Father that swoops in. Then I would invite other Christians to reflect that to you and say, Hey, I I need help. Absolutely. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. That's good, man. Okay. Well, let's get out of here, man. Uh, again, thank you so much for uh, spending time with me and doing this podcast um, with me. I think it's going to be a blessing to everybody who's listened. So um, if you don't have anything else to say, then we will we will get on out of here. So for uh, – oh, actually, before we do so, just a reminder to everyone who's listening, please subscribe um, wherever you listen, whether it's Apple or Spotify, Google, Amazon – maybe some other website that I don't know about that somehow has our podcast. That'd be great. Please subscribe and um, check out our podcast every week. So all that being said, for my very good friend, Josh Tolman, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening. We will see you next time for another episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. Take care.